Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. So you were talking about some space movie you wanted to make? Oh yeah, no, I've got an idea for like a space opera. Cause one day I would totally like to be able to, I don't know, direct or make my own movie. You know, there's an inner Spike Lee in there somewhere. Yep, I can imagine that. You know Spike Lee, when he started at the bottom, he really had to rise up! and crash through. This is Doc and Ziggy with the Flood. Keep your death threats to 140 characters uh, or less. <laughs> you seem so like disappointed slash angry there. Because that's exactly what I was gonna do. And I'm mad because you beat me to it. I'm mad because you beat me to it. Great man. minds, great minds think alike. Hey. Which is why we're your favorite podcast hosts. Yeah. <laughs> How you feeling this week, Zig? I'm feeling pretty good. It's actually nice. It's snowing. I love the snow. Yes, it is snowing here where we are and on the East Coast. Yep. I was going to say in the sunny state of Maryland, but, but I it's, mean, it's, it's not, snowing. Yeah, <laughs> the, the sky is very gray right yeah. now. It's Holy not. shit. We're talking about the weather. <laughs> ah, ah. That's funny. All right, clearly except, we talk about everything. Except for when the weather is relevant. We are here, and it's clear. You are rocking with your boys. And so, today, some of the things we're going to run down. What are we going to run down today, Z? We got some stuff in entertainment, and we got some stuff in politics. As always, today we're probably, you know, it's the, uh, we just passed the anniversary of our... Unfortunate losing of Kobe. Yep. We've got Super Bowl news to discuss. Fuck Konami. Yeah, we got a new Weezer album. Check in. Check in on that WandaVision with yep. you guys. And uh, we also got some politics news. Trump's trying to circumvent Twitter, making the office of former president. And Dominion is clapping back at Giuliani. And Mike Pence is homeless. Ooh. We also got some DHS news, stimulus news. But you also know, what else are we going to talk about today, Zig? Woo! Hot topic of the week, everybody knows. Time already. to start robbing the hood, everybody. Yeah, I like that. I like we'll that. be getting that to the end. So let's get into it, as we talked about. So, I want to start with Fuck Konami. Oh, you want to start with that? I want to start with fuck Konami. Yeah, what's what's been happening with that? You got to fill me in on so, that because I didn't Konami really get time to get caught up. Konami is dissolving their gaming department. What? Yeah. What? And doing what? I don't know. Making software? I, I don't know. What else does They're Konami gonna dis- do? All I know is they are dissolving their game department and they are allocating their resources elsewhere. So good luck on ever getting a new Silent Hill, Shit. Metal Gear Solid, or Castlevania. Shit. Shit. Unless they sell the IPs, which totally everybody on Twitter was screaming for them to do. Right, right. Oh god, yo, they had. If they are dissolving their gaming department, then I'm going to assume, and that's all you really know about that news, right? Yeah, I, I was just 
it's mind-blowing to me. I've never I mean, heard, like, so Konami has been unfortunate. They must be hurting for money. They have been, unfortunately, a part of my life for entirely too long. I want to know why. Why? Konami also makes and regulates Yu-Gi-Oh. Mmm. Okay. And I have been saying, fuck Konami, because they basically have turned that game into a monstrosity, and you wouldn't even recognize it anymore. Damn, for real? You wouldn't even recognize me anymore. <laughs> Not that you knew me back then, but... So, yeah, like I was saying, they've got to be hurting for money, right? If yeah. they're just tanking the department that they're known for, I mean, what what kind of pivot do we think they would make here? They've got to be making something. I don't know, but it's going to be something that makes it's, us say, fuck Konami. And, and for them to hold on to those properties when it seems like they're taking a total, like, 180 If anything, they would be better off selling the IP. Exactly. They're... More than likely. Like, I can imagine, like, Sony would immediately buy Silent Hill. Castlevania would immediately be bought by Nintendo. And I can imagine Metal Gear Solid probably goes off to Sony oh, yeah. as well. Yeah, nin- well, there's no way Nintendo isn't getting their hands on Castlevania. That's going to happen regardless, I think. Um, that'll probably, that's the most likely out of the three properties that'll be bought. Metal Gear Solid. Mm, Metal Gear Solid. You said buy Who did you think they would be bought by? Probably Sony. Sony as well. Because Metal Gear, the first Metal Gear Solid was a PlayStation 1 exclusive. Mm, mm, yeah. Well, Actually, no. Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 were all PlayStation exclusive. I mean, those are the most likely op- or, you know, buyers right now. I was thinking I maybe so Square want- Enix. Save Castlevania! Hashtag Save Castlevania. Get that trending. Yup. So, we also have the Super Bowl in, I think, a week? This actually, I Shit. think, will be dropping the week of the Super Bowl. This will drop on the on the day of the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's playing? It's it's Kansas City versus Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. It's Nobody's... Pat, it's Pat Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Okay, so you, pe- people are gonna tune in for that. I mean, I'm gonna. I'm this. I haven't watched the Super Bowl for the Tom past, Brady like, gonna three make years. me eat my words, right? Remember, I was like, yo, Tom Brady's not that good of a quarterback. He can't go to a no nothing team and then bring them a yep. Super Bowl. And, and then, here we are. are. <laughs> I'm gonna watch exactly it. And, like, the thing is, I, I was never a Patriots fan. No, me either. But at a, I used to be the biggest Brady hater. But at a certain point, I was just like, this dude is the greatest to ever do it. And this was years mm-hmm. ago. This was like mm-hmm. me like so thinking you, five, six, seven years So you're years on ago. that bandwagon. No, I just want to watch Brady. I just want to watch the man mm-hmm. work. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. You on the Brady bandwagon. You the you part of the Brady bunch? Is that what they call his fans? If not, that is total missed opportunity. Tampa Bay. Ooh. That's been their thing Ooh. all year. I know Ooh. it's bad. That's cringe, but everything he do is cringe. You know what else is cringe? Tory Lanez getting in a fight at the it Kansas City Tory game. It was Tory Lanez. God damn, look at you. You know what else is cringe? Internet. Trey Song's getting into a fight at the KFC game. For not God wanting damn it. to wear a you mask. Know? For not wanting to wear a mask, I said Trey. KFC game. Did you say KFC game? Yep. I just said KFC you, you game. You want to run that back? You want to run that back? I kind of... <laughs> All right, I'll run it back, and then I'm going to listen to it, and then decide what's better. All right. All right. So, you know what else is crazy? What else is cringe? Trey Songs getting into a fight at the Kansas City game. Over wanting to not wear a mask, right? Like, I totally saw that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I totally saw that shit. When you sent me that video, I was like, 
So who's so it was the TMZ footage, right? Like yeah. The headline. You know it's TMZ the, footage immediately because of the yeah. like static. The gray headline background left thing. a question: Who was not wearing their mask? And then when I read the article, and it turns out Trey was in the wrong for not wearing the mask, right? I'm I'm hope I'm getting everybody it, that right? was like, like they they were like. He's not wearing a mask! And then they came to get him, and the cops were going, oh, OG, and they were like, it's not that serious! <laughs> yeah, no, not for you to get put in a headlock. He, Trey had that man uh, all wild in the stands, yo. Yeah, yeah, they fighting police now. Be careful, though, because he was strapped up. <laughs> man, that, yeah. But speaking of the Super Bowl, um, Budweiser has announced that they will not be releasing any ads under the Budweiser label. They will still be promoting their uh, lesser brands like the Bud Lights and the Bud Seltzers and the Milk... And Skip Bayless's Michelob Ultra. And the Michelob Ultras, yes. But they are actually redirecting all of their ad money this year and focusing on bringing awareness to the coronavirus vaccine. And me and you watched uh, one of their ads for that earlier, and it was heartwarming. But they, of course, had to remind them that this is Budweiser, and this is why we are doing this. Yes, yeah. Instead of just doing it. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. You know that ad pandering and everything, what are the the social karma shit? Yeah. Like, hey, we care, guys, so please don't stop drinking. Like having, like, Ben and Jerry's release a statement on Black Lives Matter. Yeah, but I mean, Ben like, and Jerry's always been down. All right, that's a bad example. But I like, mean, like... It's still, like, ad pandering for social comedy, yeah. though. And Like, why do we need Buffalo Wild Wings to release a statement on Black Lives Matter? <laughs> like... Because, look, because Black Lives Matter, so do Black Dollars, right? And, like, at this point... But, but I mean, Wild- like, it's, it's like... Who the fuck cares what Ja Rule has to say? Exactly. No, I'm right there with you, dog. I'm right there with you. It's like some people, we just, we don't need to hear from you. But, I mean, looking at it from the marketing perspective, Budweiser's probably made a lot of money over the oh, last Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of- I never said it wasn't going to work. No, but, they, but they're being socially conscious and acknowledging the fact that you know, they could be putting their ad dollars towards something a bit more socially responsible. And I'm here for that, right? Like, that's one of, I feel like, the side effects of social media, right? With the Me Too movement and the Black Lives Matter movement, these companies are now held to a higher social responsibility than they've ever been held to. We will call them out on all that bullshit on all their sexist, anti-feminist, anti-LBGTQ, anti-black or person of color. Like, yeah, you get checked for all that shit now. And these boycott movements run heavy on social media. So they've gotta play it smart. And this is Budweiser going, you know what? (laughs) There's bigger things to worry about than another set of frogs on the log. All right, I got a riptide here on this. I got a riptide on this. Yeah, I mean, we've already run it. All right, it's a riptide and it's actually an island. Ooh. Budweiser, no matter what the occasion- beers? No, no matter what the occasion, (laughs) is a six. Mm. (laughs) A cookout, it's a six. A bar, it's a six. Like, Uh, um, a game, it's six. We're talking you always know 
what you're gonna get from Budweiser. Bud heavy, right? Bud red. Yeah, but, but it's mm. it's a six. I'll give it a five. <laughs> but I'll, I mean, it's you know when you're like, if you only have Bud heavy, I'm not gonna be offended. <laughs> no, but I mean like but if I you're in a bar and you see like you know nothing but like India pale ales and I don't do IPAs, I'd just be like, uh, just give me a Budweiser. I feel like that's cultural. That might be cultural. I feel like that's cultural. Cause I'm always looking for Heineken. <laughs> I mean, Heineken's another one you can do that with. Heineken, no matter when, no matter where, is always a seven. I'm not gonna say Heineken is a great beer, but it's- I wouldn't even give Heineken a seven. Wow. To me, Heineken's a little watery. Wow, that might be fair though. It comes in a green bottle, dude. It's like, I get a Heineken and I'm like, what is this, Don you know Perignon? You is green? Yeah, exactly. Money. <laughs> Perrier? We're fancy over here. Honestly, like, if I'm in a, it would probably be a Miller Lite. Miller Lite's another one where it's like, Miller Lite, a tap Miller Lite's always like a six or a seven. You know what I like? It's gonna throw you off, probably. Sam Adams. <laughs> Sam Adams is really good. Yeah, I like Sam Adams. Give me a Boston Lager. Like that's, I feel like that people think that's cultural, but it really shouldn't be. No, I'm gonna get y'all hit. <laughs> if they don't have Heineken, order a Sam Adams. You won't be disappointed. Yep. But you can always, I mean, I don't personally recommend the Russian roulette with the IPAs, but that's also just cause I don't, I don't like IPAs. Like, I don't get the whole IPA craze. I just mm. don't. It's too bitter. So, speaking of late night occasions, the Emmys are back at it again. Emmys! Uh, pissing people off. Like always! Apparently, they have decided that they will now include sketch shows in the uh, late night category. Award, what the fuck? Putting them in the same runoff as, you know, the late night with Stephen Colbert. Jesus and Mero. Jesus and Mero. The Daily Show. And I don't know how I feel about that. And neither does the rest of the industry, right? Because a bunch of late night shows are signing on to boycott the Emmys this year. I mean, I can understand why. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Like, if you're going as a ensemble show against one guy who does monologues and gets a solid five five minutes set a joint every letter, episode by a, themselves. A joint letter is being sent to the Academy with, uh, you know, signatories that will likely include network executives and showrunners um, that is expected to express the disappointment in charge with highlighting and willingness to open a conversation about the situation. I mean, despite the, uh, what's the right word? It'll put despite, despite the, the self, the self gratisfaction of Hollywood giving awards to themselves, <laughs> it also hurts them in the pocket because then they can't go Emmy winning show, blah, 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 blah. It just, it doesn't make sense, right? Because, I mean, it's putting sketch shows in the same runoff as, like, you know, the late night show and Full Frontal with Samantha Bee and John Oliver and, like, yeah, like... Ooh, that's real rough for John Oliver. He only gets one night a week. That's really rough on John Oliver. I mean... And he's won an Emmy before as 
doing last week tonight. I don't understand where the logic is. Like, Me neither, it, honestly. It, They're it, entirely different styles of shows. And it doesn't seem like anybody else understands where the logic is with that shit either. It's just them... I, I couldn't even really find legitimate reasoning for it when I was reading the Deadline article. Like... I just it it's another Does this re- make sense everybody? No. I don't think it makes sense. What do y'all think? It's another to me the reason I brought this up is because it's another reasoning as to why these award shows are no longer relevant. Like yeah. they don't What do you guys think, listeners? I think so too. <laughs> yeah. They don't understand the, the the market that they're trying to you know, give these accolades towards. It's all just one giant ad anyway at this point. Yeah. So, you told me that they're planning on making a Borderlands movie. Yes, Eli Roth is set to direct a feature to take place on the 2K first-person shooter PC console game. And you told me this... For people who are not familiar with Borderlands. You told me Um, this, and I was like, oh... I'm totally not for it. And then you said Eli Roth, and I'm yeah. like, okay, it, it might work. It's Eli Roth and Lionsgate. And this um, is in Borderlands is a still still a cell shaded game, right? Yes, yes, it is it's one a of my favorite art styles for gaming. Vault Hunter game, uh, where you travel to distant planet Pandora to hunt down alien and an alien vault, rumored to contain advanced alien technology for people once again who are not familiar with the game. Um, the game itself has sold 57 million units around the globe, including two, 22 million of Borderlands 2 and more than 1 million players every month still play the game since 2012. Borderlands 3 was released, what, last September it says? It clocked in 8 million units worldwide in sales. So... I mean... It seems like an... I'm always hesitant with video game movies. Yeah, and it just seems like a weird... Like the World of Warcraft one was was shit. I I know the fan base is there. I know it's like, you know, it's got its... It is a... I mean, I know they're making a Resident Evil movie, but like the Resident Evil movies already had a precedent. Yeah. And I think those are probably the only good ones because, I mean, it's really easy to just make a zombie movie. Like... We already know how to make a zombie movie, so Resident Evil being a zombie video game is a real transition, real easy transition into Hollywood. It's being produced by Avi Arad and Ari Arad, who are, I guess, both... Okay, so the dudes who are producing it are behind a lot of... um look like Marvel productions and stuff like that so they have alright that's comfort but that's comforting they have experience in this market and two of the executive producers also come from the uh, game itself so okay you know it's safe to say that people who are familiar with the IP are behind the productions of this but uh, so far the cast list is looking pretty star-studded. They've got Kevin Hart locked in as well, well as Kate Blanchett. And you know you're not getting Kevin Hart unless that bag is big. Exactly. So Hart will play Roland and Blanchett is set to play Lilith. Nice. So For all you Borderlands fans out there. And uh, in 
I don't actually think this is big of this. This is a that weird of a transition, considering we're going from Borderlands to Roman Atwood being stalked. Ooh. <laughs> Oof. So yeah, can, can you? You're the one that sent me this story, so you tell us. You tell us about that. Well, do you rem- do you remember Roman Atwood? Not really. Enlighten me. He was. Uh, he became notorious for doing like youtube pranks and stuff in like the early heydays of like youtube and like that was the thing you went there for was all the pranks and social experiments air quotes unforgivable (laughs) that kind of shit and um yeah he was like one of the prank kings on youtube i watched the unforgivable video recently Roman got fame. I want to say Roman got like really popular for doing those like cringy like going to the hood and messing with like black people pranks and Ew. stuff like that. Like pretending to like steal stuff or like call the police and like drop off like fake packages next to people. Those kind of shits. And then he was exposed for, um, you know, faking his pranks like hiring actors to play like or, you know, paying people to play like angry pranked victims and uh he went missing nah i don't want to say he went missing that that was a bad he went he like disappeared after a while which i felt like was because the whole prank phase on youtube was starting to like get exposed and people started using youtube for more than that yeah and um but it turns out he actually left because he had started him and his wife and his family were being stalked by people on <laughs> they had hacked into his house and were like you know controlling his google home and like that's really creepy i maybe they were like controlling the lights and shit it's and, like the yeah. movie smart house from disney channel and except it's even worse than being the smart house it's the internet Part of the reason I sent you that shit was because we were talking about, like, social media and accessibility now and, like, just how all of that can play. And this was a perfect example of how that can all, like, backfire. Like, we're talking about these influencers and them, you know, becoming famous for, like, living their lives through YouTube and these social media sites. And when you do stuff like constantly vlog it makes you really accessible to people who may want to find you and this isn't the first case of like youtubers being stalked and shit like that no nope. and i mean paparazzi have been doing it for years and years and well years. yeah there's that but and you know occasionally celebrities do get but this is one of the reasons why you know they're so media trained celebrities are so private about their lives they don't mm-hmm. go around like blasting their neighborhoods and stuff like that on these youtube vlogs and these snapchat stories and shit like that it is super easy now with like google earth and everything like that to just look at landmarks around somebody and figure out a general area of where they live you know uh you remember the burger king on 424 in Crofton, right at the corner of three. Yeah. And that neighborhood that goes back there. There's actually an army base that you can't see on Google Maps back there. We, oh, snuck, we snuck into it. <laughs> and you're admitting this on mic, huh? I can edit this out. <laughs> and we know the government's listening. Hi, Ted. Ted. 
but I don't know, man. And like, it's one of the reasons why I'm, and people are gonna be like, oh, you're paranoid. But I'm like, yeah, it's one of the reasons why I'd be hesitant to post like all the pictures that I really like up on social media because yeah, it's super easy for somebody to, like I said, just take a couple of landmarks and triangulate. People kept finding that we he will not divide us flag for Shia LaBeouf. Just Perfect based, example. Like they based it off of like the stars in the sky and the direction of the wind, and they will. Look, if you deter, and this is something we're gonna get into later, if you make the internet work together. That's what I'm saying, man. Time and effort is all it really takes now. Anything is possible. (laughs) All right, so it's been two weeks. Hold on. Since you looked at me. Hold on, so it's been one week. No. So, by the time you're hearing this, it will have been two weeks. Deal with it, spoilers. Deal with it, spoilers? What are we spoiling? We're going to be talking about WandaVision, episode four. Let's get into it. This shit is good. This shit is good. In a continuation in a, of in a completely series. different turn of I do. Events. I love it. I love I love the twist that came at the, the end of the three third episodes episode. were all sitcoms, and then the fourth episode is straight up from the outside. Yeah. So now we kinda know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's we getting... know it's after Vision has died. Okay, so I'm gonna say this now, even though there was that spoiler. Uh you should probably skip like eight minutes ahead we're probably gonna talk about this for a decent well i mean no, by the we'll time people like, hear this yeah. it will have, like it's the one week rule right i thought it was two weeks no it's the unspoken one week rule one okay so y'all should be caught up by now because the fourth and even if it's two weeks they'll still be good is it two weeks so is it one week collectively so like you've got one week for the first episode, because they're I say one week, week and then the end week. of the ep- and then the end of the weekend. <laughs> anyway, WandaVision. So like, if a movie comes out on Friday, no, nope, you can't spoil it until like next Monday, right? But so you've got one week to get caught up on episode one. But what if you're like four episodes behind? Then deal with the spoilers. <laughs> Sucks the suck nerd. Uh, it's. It's really, I love the, first of all, um, Vision, what is what is the actor's name again? It's Paul, Paul Bettany, Bettany, right? Yeah, Paul Bettany's the fucking man, yo. Yeah. <laughs> like, the... He's, he's really good. Yeah. They're he's both, really, really they're good. They're both really good. Their uh, charisma together is really great. Chemistry together. Chemistry, there you go. Yeah, they're They chemistry. both have individual charisma, though. <laughs> Which works well together in their chemistry. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, so this fourth episode is basically all told from Geraldine's perspective and how she I wouldn't even say it's how, how did she end up how did she end up in there again? She just she pushed just, into the Oh yeah, she just kind of like fell into the, the world. cosmic radiation cuz what do they say is a cosmic background radiation. Yeah, and I mean we already knew that this place was really weird cuz like the neighborhood like hedge trimming into the the concrete. Oh, well, that didn't even happen till episode 3, right? But there were weird things that happened like at the beekeeper no that was episode three too or like the episode no it was episode no it was episode three where vision is talking to wanda and he's like i don't think something's right here and then it blinks yeah. and it goes back like five yeah. seconds yep 
Yeah, no, why? Yeah, and then when the fucking beekeeper came out, when the beekeeper came out of the manhole, she was like, "No," and then rewound yep. everything. Yo, I when knew... the beekeeper was actually one of the outside people going in, because it seems like they all are changed to fit the time. Yeah, to fit the storyline that she's going for. Yeah, you know? she's totally having a breakdown, right? Like she. I feel like, all right, here's my theory. <laughs> I feel like this is the in-between in-game and Infinity War. After Thanos ripped the Mind Stone <laughs> out of Vision's noodle. <laughs> actually, you know what I think it is? I think it actually... Nope, hold on, let me finish, yo. No, uh, nope, never mind, I think you're right. Yeah, after... Thanos ripped the Mind Stone out of Vision's noodle and gave that nigga a lobotomy in front of Wanda, right? Wanda, like, internalized all that shit and then just kind of, like, wandered like Rain Man into a town that she took over with her powers because she's going fucking crazy, yo. The reason that... She's living out her life throughout all these, like, sitcoms and shit that she watched, imagining everything she could have had with Vision. I actually, I just thought about it. It doesn't take place in between Infinity and War. It takes place in the middle of Endgame. In the middle of Endgame, you think? Yeah, because remember, everybody started to reform from yeah. the ashes. Yeah. Like, Geraldine was, like, one of the But stats. Wanda may not know that, though. Because exactly, she, she doesn't. Ex- but that's my point, which is why I said in between the two, because this was going on before everybody came back from the snap. And then they all came back from the snap, including Geraldine. That's my point. So, so it must Wanda, be in the middle of Endgame, because that's in the middle so of Endgame when they brought everybody in back. In the middle of... No, but Wanda's been doing this for a while. Well, yeah, clearly she's been doing this for a while, but the series is taking place time-wise, in the middle of Endgame. I think all of this happened post-Infinity War, though. Oh, it definitely did. That's my point. And so it's happening in between the two. No, what I'm but saying we're picking is it's, up, ha- it's not happening in between the two. It's happening concurrent to Endgame. But we're picking up in the timeline of the show where it's happening at in the middle of Endgame. Because... The town went missing way before the show started. If you're paying attention to yeah. what they said in episode four. This whole town has been missing for a while now. Yeah, they were like, you ever heard of the town Westford? And he's like, nope. Where are you from? Eastford. And the sign literally... And it, the snapped were gone for three years. So Wanda could have been up to this shit for a while. Remember, if you listen to what they were saying in the show, she's been wandering around looking for a place for them to live for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And Vision's been dead for three years. So this is what Wanda has been doing the entire time since Infinity War. And this is just where she landed Okay. So you're saying it takes... it, The Scarlet Witch taking the town happened between the two. Yes. So I forgot that they there was a three-year period yes. between. Okay, yes. so now we, she's been doing this, and now we are, time-wise, yes. in the middle of the movie Endgame. Yes. Okay. Yes, that is what I'm saying. So this is what Wanda has been... And it makes what Wanda says to Thanos when she comes to clock his shit in Endgame even more potent. You took... 
everything from me. I don't even know who you are. You will. Yeah, yeah. baby, the small town life, all that shit. Yeah. The homemaker <laughs> shit. Also, that goes to show that at that point, Scarlet Witch busted. Yeah. That's, I was just telling Ashley, I was like, they totally nerfed her for Endgame, yo. Like, she completely, like, fucking took over a town. No, and, and I was just thinking that while you, I was yo. just thinking that you, you were saying, like, the, the guy came in as a beekeeper, which makes me think he went in as a hazmat suit and then transformed into the beekeeper, Keeper. which yeah. makes me think Once that she's, she not, she's not affecting the people. She's affecting literally the reality. Yes, which happened once he got into the cosmic radiation frequency. Yeah. Which she is using to totally manipulate that reality. Scarlet Witch is now busted. Has been busted. Yeah. Okay, so this is, you remember when we did the Tournament of Power episode and I was like, you know, she didn't have much control of her powers. She might've had control of her powers at that point. They just seriously nerfed her, so we they, didn't think that did. she was that busted. They totally, they totally nerfed Wanda, yo. <laughs> and it's not fair because it would have been great. Me personally, I feel like cinematically, yes, we needed the Iron Man death and all of that, and Tony had to have his redemption moment to prove, I guess, that he was really the superhero of the franchise. But how fitting would it have been? For Wanda to just come and slice Thanos' fucking hand off after he ripped her husband's fucking brain, essentially, out of his I mean, skull. Thor, in Thor front did of chop Thanos' head off. Yeah, but that's not. But Thor Like 20 not, minutes into the movie, he was like, whack! But and they were all like, that's Wanda, really disappointing. Thor is not Wanda, though. We live for that redemption, right? Like. How many fucking, I mean, look at All right, John, I also want to remind Wick, people. Look at what John Wick did because they killed his dog, right? Yeah. They killed Wanda's husband, son, and she is way more powerful than that. They did her dirty. Yeah. They did her dirty. All right, so I just want to remind people Hashtag that it is Wanda, Wanda have her and moment. Pietro Maximoff. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are actually Eric Lencher's children, who is also known as... Magneto, so That's expect right. to have, and the reason they call her Wanda is because of the fox owning the name Scarlet Witch. Well, even though Wanda and Pietro were Avengers, which is actually like the loophole that they are able to use them in the MCU. Well, because they've never used the word mutant, not once. Well, have you seen the whole Geraldine thing and spoiler news, internet uh, rumor news? Yeah. She was actually, Geraldine was actually the first Captain Marvel. Hmm. She was actually the first Captain Marvel and she now goes by uh, Spectrum or, uh, what was the other, Photon. And that's, if you remember in episode four, when they pass her mom's plaque on the wall, it has her mom's name, but then in the middle it says Photon. So Geraldine got some shit getting ready to come down the pipeline too. Be on the lookout for that. They probably gonna set her up to take Wanda out of this little. Yeah, cause she's she's clearly melt. not herself. She's, yeah, she's taking her out of this mind melt she's having. 
All right, and the last thing in non-political and non-the downfall of capitalism uh, news, and but I just wanted to ask you: it's been one year since the death of Kobe and Gianna and the seven others mm, yes, in the helicopter. Was... So, what does Kobe Bryant mean to you? For me, Kobe. Oh, we know what Kobe is for you. That's why Represented I'm surprised ra- you asked Kobe, me first. Kobe, <laughs> to me, represents irrational confidence. But he's also got this strange sense of leadership. Um, I actually... Hold on, let me pull that up. I don't even know if I would call it leadership because Kobe, I feel like, was... I mean, they say he was a ball hog, but I... You really only feel like I really only feel like you hear that from like second string players and shit like that. Most of his teammates knew that when Kobe was in the drive, it was for a reason. I mean, well, Kobe- here's Kobe actually wrote this October 13, 2012, on Facebook. Leadership is responsibility. There comes a point when one must make a decision. Are you willing to do what it takes to push the right buttons to elevate those around you? If the answer is yes. Are you willing to push the right buttons, even if it means being perceived as the villain? Here's where the true responsibility of being a leader lies. Sometimes you must prioritize the success of the team ahead of how your own image is perceived. The ability to elevate those around you is more than simply sharing the ball or making teammates feel a certain level of comfort. It's pushing them to find their inner beast, even if they end up resenting you for it at the time. I'd rather be perceived as a winner than a good teammate. I wish they both went hand in hand all the time, but that's just not reality. I have never in, I have nothing in common with lazy people who blame others for their lack of success. Great things come from hard work and perseverance. No excuses. This is my way. It may not be right for you, but all I can do is share my thoughts. It's on you to figure out which leadership style suits you best. We'll check back with you soon. Till then, Mamba out. And that's one of the things I also appreciated about Kobe is his candor. And his ability to learn. He would call random his people. His willingness to learn. His, I feel like he definitely drive had drive to learn. Yeah, he had a drive to excel, right? And he had a motive to push everybody around him to excel because as he stated in that he you know, he was about winning. <laughs> and the effort it takes to win and to improve upon your game. Just like that gift shows, him looking and counting one, two, three, four, five. Yep. I mean, didn't he speak, like, what? How many languages? At least three. Yeah. So, you know, the dude... He spoke fluent Spanish, Italian, and English. The dude was definitely a good role model on how to... He's he's one of the most... Excel in your field. Like, the whole, like... Dos Equis, most interesting man in the world, might legitimately have been Kobe Bryant. Yeah, definitely. If not, Dennis Rodman. But the Kobe for me represented a rational confidence. Just shoot. Dennis is totally irrational. Shoot the shot. Shoot the shot. Would you say Dennis Rodman is chaotic good or chaotic neutral? Chaotic neutral for sure. (laughs) He's definitely chaotic Chaotic neutral. neutral. Kobe, lawful neutral? Chaotic good. You think Kobe's chaotic good? Yep. I don't know. I might I might say Kobe is lawful. Either lawful good or lawful neutral. I'd say Jordan's lawful evil. 
No, Jordan's definitely chaotic neutral. LeBron is lawful good. Yes. No, LeBron is neutral good. Steph Curry is lawful good. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, LeBron just might be neutral good. He's just a good dude. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All around. But Steph Steph is the golden boy. Yeah. Steph might just be good. (laughs) And the last thing before we go on break, I would say that uh, if you haven't watched Attack on Titan, watch it. It's it's getting really good. And all the reviews on every episode so far have been at least a 9 out of 10. Oh, shit. I need to finish getting caught up. Uh, I'm still halfway through season 2. I know, y'all, it's terrible. That's why we call them Turtle Takes. Yep. So, anything else you want to cover in the entertainment and pop culture world? Uh, did you want to talk about the whole Kanye not paying his Sunday service cast and crew members thing? Um, fuck Kanye for not paying his cast and crew members. And for not letting them take bathroom breaks or meal breaks. And if they were union workers, expect a heavy lawsuit, Kanye. And not paying them overtime. I mean, I'm just, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised at this point, honestly. Like, Shout out Per for the union workers' stay chance. And, uh, uh you know, I just correction because we i feel like we have to make this correction um it turns out the whole you know jeffree star thing was just a rumor but to my lighthouse update to correct ourselves to my point it's one of the things like i was just saying i'm surprised but i'm not surprised at this point because kanye is literally uh chaotic evil at this point oh man Let's not try to break in. Let's not try to understand the mental inner machinations of Kanye West. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll leave him at neutral chaotic. But guys, he's certainly chaotic. Something. Yeah, it's just (sighs) maybe he's on a mental break. Continue. Continue. Nine. Eight. <laughs> Seven. Put in 50 more cents, asshole. <laughs> Remember arcades? I miss arcades. Yeah. I legitimately... I was watching Yu Yu Hakusho over at Side Beast House, Periwakel, and... They, they, Yusuke, remember he was just like, screw this, I'm going to the arcade. Yeah. And they were legit at the arcade. I was just thinking, I was like, I remember full tilt in the Annapolis Mall. Fucking Dave and Buster's, yo. <laughs> I mean, love Dave and Buster's yeah. for that exact reason. Yeah. So, what else Casinos we Casinos are just adult arcades. Yeah. I mean, honestly, where you can win money instead of, like, tokens. Tickets. Tickets, yeah. All right, so Dominion is suing Rudy Giuliani for libel and slander. They said they was going to do it, though. Yep. They said they was going to do it. So the dude gets kicked off the Trump bandwagon and then sued for $1.3 billion. My man just kept flapping like they wasn't going to pull that Yeah, Rudy ain't got no fucking money. You know Donald milked him for all his cash, too, and Donald don't pay nobody just like Kanye don't pay nobody. Nope. Yep. And uh, Trump actually was like, uh, screw this, I really need to find a way to bitch and complain, so he made the office of the former president, which I'm sure is gonna sign up for Twitter. What exactly is this, the office of the former president? That's the question, isn't it? <laughs> so there's no elaboration on what that exactly is. This asshole, he's Trying so... to cling to relevance. Not even just that, yo. Like, 
he's such a sore loser that he went and established a whole whatever the fuck a whole brand about him being the former president in a way that no other president i believe and i don't know maybe that's hyperbole but i just feel like labeling your office the office of the former president is like it might be because nobody will ever refer to him as the president like it's you, because he has like no Trump. legacy that is his legacy and that's why he was so hell-bent on getting that second term right because he destroyed everything else that he had he yep. completely destroyed the trump legacy yep in four years yo and he has nothing else to move on now like, did you see the video that somebody took of like inside the trump hotel and it was huge and just a ghost town no i didn't i missed not it. a soul i missed it yeah because it's done and he has nothing else to ride on and neither does rudy and apparently neither does pence <laughs> nope mike pence is homeless now when you say homeless <laughs> specify what you mean by homeless like are he, they looking for a new home because he doesn't live in the white house anymore they don't own a home and they have been legitimately couch surfing since the inauguration. See, now that's kind of sad, actually. I'm not gonna shit on anybody for being homeless, but Mike Pence being homeless does seem tastefully ironic. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does. I And it's like, damn, Donald can't even put Mike Wait, up. Wait, hold on. The vice president is also in the, lives in the White House, right? I thought. I don't know. I might be wrong about Are they that. roomies? <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild? Is that why Barack and uh, Biden was like... Can you imagine, <laughs> like, Barack and Biden, like... Imagine them as, like, actual roommate problems, where they had to, like, share a bathroom. Uh, <laughs> and just be Joe. like, Joe! Do, do, do. Joe! Why um, is my toothbrush next to the toilet again? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, believe that you've been in there for 45 minutes. Now, now uh, you think if you could uh, hurry it up in there, <laughs> Joe? Joe, I, and he's I, just I, sitting there in the co in the mirror trying to comb back his slick back hair perfectly. Like I told you, Joe, I like the toilet paper roll under, not over. I I don't know how many times we have to go through this, but uh, that's a dead <laughs> side that Obama is a psychopath. Then. <laughs> Gosh darn it, Barack. Why didn't you get more syrup? I can't eat my pancakes without syrup. Because you know Joe is the type of guy to eat pancakes for breakfast. We gotta work on our Biden. Oh, man. But our uh, our, our Barack is uh, it's not that bad. <laughs> it helps that I've been listening to his um, his, uh, his audiobook recently. His cake. <laughs> it's quite good, by the way. Very uh, humanizing. Mm. So Pence I can only is, do it for so long. I started to slip out of it. Pence is homeless. Rudy's about to be broke. Donald's about to be broke and shamed. Um, More. The stimulus checks. Uh, they little, have eighty percent support right now. Yeah, but little by yeah, eighty percent support for two thousand. But they still refusing to give us that full two thousand. They want to, you know, keep it at fourteen hundred. You know, Mitch. If Mitch could have it his way, it'd just be another twelve hundred if we're lucky. Yeah, I mean, people are going after Biden for 
politicizing it, like doing the political spin of yeah. a total of two thousand dollars. Yeah, like which we all should have seen coming. Um, but we were all riding that high, you know, that progressive agenda high, and it, it, here we are, politics as usual, which. <sighs> Sigh of relief, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not nearly as uh, chaotic, chaotic, obnoxious, annoying, and miserable as it was. As me. bombs being planted around the Capitol. <laughs> oh, yeah, that you mean the ones that were planted the day before on January 5th? Yeah, uh, and you know, the DHS just released a bulletin addressing tons of domestic terrorism. Nothing specifically stated no plans that they specifically felt like they need to make the public aware of but it is the first time in like you know the recent that they have addressed the domestic terrorism specifically addressing notable events that happened at the capitol and events that may follow in the wake of people being upset that donald is now reduced to the office of the former president yep <laughs> which is the only way he can bitch and complain you know especially while this second impeachment is rolling here because and Nancy people are Pelosi, like wait 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 why are they still doing this we're trying to write him off the books <laughs> And they like won. literally we're doing this so he doesn't have to have Secret Service miserable So we don't have to pay him a pension And also so we can forever even more shame him so we can literally write this motherfucker out of the You know future yo anything that he may be planning for a political office here because this would prevent him from running for any political office yeah. right like he couldn't even run for governor of Florida after this yeah. So, and that's where I honestly, that's where I do see Donald going in the future is, you know, taking a smaller stand since he can't have the presidency. And I don't think it's likely that he would win a presidential run again if he did run. And I say that, but we didn't think it was likely that he would win the first time around. So. Yeah. And he still has that federal, or he still has that state court, uh, the, the state thing in New York. Yeah. For his finances. Yeah, I mean, he's being so. First, you know he's where people go to jail all... when they get convicted in New York? Rikers. Yeah. Ooh, Donald on Rikers. <laughs> Man, please. You, if you think Donald go do time on Rikers, he gonna go to the same prison they sent fucking Epstein to. Dead. <laughs> Don't say that. Hi, Ted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> At all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just... I think the impeachment is necessary, but the politicization... The, like, the public scrutiny of the whole thing is it going does make, to be since it's over, Since his... Since his term is over, I believe it'll make it a lot easier for for some Republicans to just be like, oh, right. I, like, I don't know. It's not even happening that way. They could barely get, I think they maybe got one Republican to sign on to the impeachment um, or to endorse it. It's just, and I kind of agree with everybody else. Like, now... I don't know if now is the time, right? And it sucks because now is the time more than ever because if we wait to do it, it's gonna be less relevant and 
give the Republicans more of a reason not to actually push the impeachment through. But yeah. there's so much more like pertinent things to be taken care of at the moment that it does kind of feel fucking like haphazard and like yeah no i don't really think the american people care as much about it as they do but to your point it does serve a purpose and they have to do i feel like they have to do a better job at making it known why this is important and why we need to take care of this right now so the thing is i actually we went to high you probably don't know him uh but we went to high school with somebody whose dad was the director of secret service so i talked to him and he was director of secret service through obama he didn't have anything to do with trump okay but he told me that people would tell his dad and then just be like look it's the literal worst like we all fucking hate he's like they all fucking hate it and i'm just thinking i'm like let's just save those guys from that misery I believe it, man. Trying to take care of that. Like, that would be the worst process of hazing. Just be like, all right, you gotta go guard Trump for a month. After inciting the Capitol riots? Oh my God, like, can you imagine? It's gonna be protecting him from his own supporters at this point. Mm -hmm. And did you see like his secret service, or I heard like his secret service had to like pay to stay at Trump resorts and stuff like that. Yeah, they couldn't even fucking, when they were protecting or when they were, you know, doing their routines around Ivanka and Jared, they couldn't even use the bathroom in their house. They had to rent basement apartments from neighbors so they could use the bathroom there. Fuck Trump, fuck his family. (laughs) Come on, like, but this is the dude that they think is built to take down the American aristocracy and the coastal elites and shit. They are coastal elites. Like, how... I, look, I guess we don't have to complain about him that much anymore, but it's just absurd. The absurdity of it all is just carrying on into 2021. And just remember, none of this is normal. We're not going to talk about Wall Street at all. Uh, that's a lie but break it's time to storm the Bastille and eat the rich Uh, you ready to get into the meat of today's discussion buddy this shit has meat amped up let's get into it Game stop! Game stop! Game stop! stop me! My posse ain't got the end, they don't quit until they drop me. I'm loyal to the game! Mmm, mmm, mmm. Loyal to the stocks. Oh, it's Man, a little bit more than Wall It's just Redditors. Yo, it's, look, it's all over the place by Wall now. Street you Bet's getting heard. over 2 million subscribers. Okay, let me heard. try to get this timeline correct. Yep, run into it. Okay, so, there was a, look at the specific Redditor's name. Deep fucking value. Yeah. That was it. So, the Reddit user, Deep fucking value, found out that... Melvin, uh, Melvin, I think it was called Melvin Gordon or something like Melvin that. That's a football Capital. Player. Yeah, Melvin Capital. And Citron. Yeah. Deep fucking value found out that Melvin Capital and Citron had a bunch of shorts 
on GameStop. Now what a short is, is buying a stock and then selling it immediately. Borrowing a stock. Borrowing a stock. And selling it immediately. Thinking that the stock is gonna go down and then buy it back. So the hedge fund profits that money. When they do, when they short a stock, you profit money off of the stock devaluing. Because if you borrow it for a certain price, then when the stock drops in value, you only have to pay it back at the price that the stock dropped it. Okay, so this is something I've actually been confused with. What entices people to let hedge funds borrow stocks? When a stock is, if a stock is set to or hasn't been gaining any value, you want to offset those shares of those stocks. So you will let somebody come in and buy or borrow those stocks at that value, thinking that they will have to pay you back if the stock does rise in value, which is the squeeze end of it, which is what Redditors are doing to these hedge funds. So what these Redditors are doing is buying all of these stocks and holding them. And driving up the price because of these stocks. these companies that are running these shorts have a contract to fulfill and they have to have these shares yes. by a certain time. Yes. However, if all of these individual traders buy these shares and hold them, then the demand goes up. And yes. these hedge funds will then have to buy at a loss, causing them to, to lose billions of dollars. dollars. Melvin Capital lost billions of dollars yes. in a day and then had to borrow money yes. from the owner of the New York Mets in order to stay afloat. And they lost that within hours. I mean, this is essentially what happened in the 2008 financial crisis. But reversed. Right? Yes. Yeah. Not even, because we had to bail out these. So it was the banks doing it with these mortgage loans, right? Like they were. Yeah essentially doing the same thing and when people had to default on all of their loans the banks lost a bunch of money yeah but it's oh man there's so much to this i'm gonna yeah. keep going through the timeline i it, like this is this thing's got me like yeah, amped up yeah and get into it because what's essentially so, happening here right now is the internet taking wall street to task and it started out what sounds like as a troll, right? Like GameStop was being shorted to fail and for whatever reason the Redditors decided, nah, you know what? We we don't want GameStop to fail. So hold on. We The Redditors found this out and I don't know if it's entirely because of the short or because they just wanted to save GameStop. But they don't give a fuck about GameStop. No. That's why I thought all of this was pointless in the beginning, right? Because so yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what the stock is. The fact is finding exactly. that stock that is being shorted and then getting enough people to buy those stocks. And right now that is GameStop, that is AMC, AMC Nokia, Blackberry. Blackberry. It, it essentially what this was, what I didn't understand because I was con I was stuck on the fact that it was GameStop in the beginning too, right? But no, this is all about it's hedge a numbers funds. Game. This is about hedge funds making money off of purposefully tanking companies, right? 
and tanking companies to make money, right? Like, and it's a fucked up practice. And when people figured out how to, how they were gaming that practice, they were like, oh, well, shit, hold on. You guys have tons of fucking money that we can make back if we buy these stocks up, right? Yeah. So what happened after they discovered all of this is it's what happens when you take the mass communication of the internet and you have something in the financial market. There's two things. The fact that it is GameStop is hilarious, yes. which drew people to look into it. Yes. And then they find the hedge fund part. So, right. and what that ends up was happening... the real cherry on the... What ends up happening, the reason this is working even more is because it went viral. And that right. was actually right. the point. So, Wall Street Bets wanted to get this out. And especially deep fucking value. Yeah, wanted to get this still in on GameStop. Right, and from what I understand or what I've been told, he's been trying to do this to screw the hedge funds over because that was his point. Was no, this is fucked up. Like the way they make yeah, money. Yeah, same thing off with Mr. Zach Morris. Like yeah. he he says no, look, like this people are like you're doing this as a pump and dump, and he's like nah, I'm just trying to get everybody rich. Yeah. And, and, but I mean, this rich doing a pump and dump, like this is how they get rich. But it feels like they're doing almost a reverse pump and dump. It only because this time it isn't the hedge funds doing it. Like, it's a push back. Yeah, this is how it essentially would work on the opposite end of, the, of this. This is the risk of doing a pump and dump, right? And now enough people have enough disposable or yeah enough disposable income and internet collaboration to and it became the perfect storm yes of media because it's hilarious that it's GameStop but then the fact that people are actually making yeah. a ton of money and that once you get that, to that hashtag trending yes. and I'm sure I heard Robin Hood's download apps shot all the like super to the top and yeah. was number one to download yeah and these the and volume on these stocks were over a Billion! It was madness yeah. how many it, stocks were being traded. It really did become like a rat race for. It was a giant display of, of fear of missing out. Yeah. And just like, well, everybody else is doing it. it. It became a rat race for fucking over these hedge funds because we're all sitting at home waiting for relief from this fucking COVID effort, you know, and we're dealing with fucking $1,200 checks here, stimulus checks, the 600 stimulus checks here, like, it, people not getting their checks in the mail on time, Amazon making way more money than it's ever made, Walmart making way more money than it's ever made, people can't, you know, get the vaccines, yet these rich people are, you know, quarantining for two weeks and buying whole islands and shit to vacation on, like, yeah, it, it's like you said, the French, the internet French revolution, right? Because this is the people's way of... And it's a bunch of 19-year-olds with smartphones. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's 19-year-olds. Well, it's not. Just, that's the that's the meme of it, right? Yeah, it's what it seems like. Yeah, a bunch of 19... Because when you think Redditors, you think, you know, Zoomers and shit. But it's... Until you realize, like... 
everyone's a redditor. Yeah. Now I want to say Arnold just, Schwarzenegger. I want to say before this that our our pod, our Twitter, our Instagram are all safe, and our personal Instagrams are all safe spaces from from Sneak and Snoop. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is a moderator on r slash trees. For real? Yeah. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a regular, like, commenter and poster on Reddit. But yeah, Snoop Dogg is a moderator on r slash trees. So, I'm not surprised, because like I said, the governor, <laughs> the governor is a regular on Reddit. Like, Reddit's great. I really want to do the Reddit Secret Santa. I missed that. I missed. I missed it this year. Oh, what is that? It's I'm where you you go rich. into a giant pool. You're given a random redditor to okay. give a Christmas present to, and you face and you Reddit stalk them. For real? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's weird, weird, but it's, it's really endearing. cool. Like, like yeah. people will post it. He goes like, "My Secret Santa was Ron Perlman." Like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like they'll get cool. Like. That's cool. I mean, that part is cool. And I mean, this whole Wall like Street it's, thing, Like, it's all done in, like, good faith. Goes like, oh, yeah, like, this is what you want? Like... And now things... I think that's a really cool idea, because it forces you to try to understand somebody mm. from just what they want to talk about. It's like a blind date secret Santa kind of thing. Yeah, but with a scouting report. Oh, that's the blind date aspect of it. Yeah. But, I mean... What Reddit has been able to do here is really disturb the way the stock market functions, the way they were trying to prevent Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren from doing. Yeah. You know, this, all of this is based off of speculation, and it is now causing the entire U.S. economy to take a look at Wall Street speculation. I mean, the whole reason we ended up with Biden as president and not Bernie as president is because when I, I, this is a hill I will die on is because Wall Street didn't want to be under the lens for the next four years. And now <laughs> Reddit has put Wall Street under the lens. Smack yep. dab at the beginning of 2020. And I was talking to somebody yesterday. And even your grandma is now going, what's up with this GME stock? Yeah, so I was uh, talking to Periwinkle yesterday, and I asked him the question. I was like, what is the number one group that you don't want to piss off? And he was like, I don't know, Nazis. And I'm like, nope, Redditors. Mm, that's fair. That's fair. I was going to say, you know, Wall Street. Because <laughs> Wall Street way... has been trying to fight back. They had um, Robin Hood restricted trading on GME, AMC, and all of these stocks. Yeah, so they put... made it, you could only sell the stocks. And you know what that does fundamentally of supply and demand? There's no demand. No. Or no, there's, there's no supply. And it completely contradicts... Robin Hood's whole like mission statement, right? Like they were supposed to make be like stock like stock people for the ever average everyday person. And when the hedge funds started losing money because as a lot of people have pointed out at this point, right? Like the stock market was never Robin Hood's product. It was the average everyday person's data. Once again, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, social media is free because you are the product. 
not social media. It is your data. <laughs> they are taking your stock investments and they're monitoring the patterns and they're then taking that data and giving it back to their hedge funds and their their people that pay their checks. Wow. So when it came time to protect their dollars, they shut down your ability to trade so that they could make sure their bosses were happy. Okay, so I'm gonna keep trying to keep this in chronological order. They restricted trading on it, to which Wall Street Bets, the main source of all of this, is making a class action lawsuit against Robinhood. Yes, as they should, because <laughs> what they did was illegal. All none of this was illegal up until the point Robin Hood interjected to protect Wall Street and the hedge funds. None of it. And that was this that was the real like caveat to all of this. Is they were mad at what they the hedge funds were mad, but there was absolutely nothing they could do about it. Because that's just the way that this game What's works. What's the wildest billionaire take you've heard? Because I I saw one where they said the only reason this is happening is because white males are not having enough sex. Mm, I I haven't heard any much of those. I the wildest thing I heard was Don Jr. chiming in in defense of like the redditors and like the Robin Hood. And everybody's just like, what? Yeah. Shut the fuck up! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that was the wildest thing that I saw. Like Don Jr. was really like, yeah, nah, this is fucked up what Melvin Capital and them are doing. I'm like, oh my god. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, no. We're right, way to ride the bandwagon. So, after the class action lawsuit against Robin Hood was filed, Wall Street Bets, r slash Wall Street Bets, went private or slash disappeared for a little bit. So, even that's how far the reach is, right? Like, even. It's Our, now the back place up. where this started. Yeah, and it's gotten to the point where the the, mo the head moderator of Wall Street Bets has a Twitter that's now been verified. Shit, shit. Because I mean, look, this train just gonna keep on rolling until now. This was my point when this whole thing first started happening. Right? Was it just seemed like a troll that was yeah, cool, whatever, fuck hedge funds. But I'm like. If nothing actually comes of this, if no change is made, then what the fuck is the point, right? So we've now seen the notable, more than notable financial impact on hedge Not just financial, this is, at this point, this may have legislative impact because if a class action lawsuit is being taken out, it's going to force this to be examined. I signed the fuck out of that. <laughs> I have a I have a anybody anybody who has a Robin Hood account should fucking sign it <laughs> because what they did was try to keep the lower class little man from taking place in a redistribution effort <laughs> and it really is even though it is still a redistribution effort for people who have money because the only people who are really making money off of this right now are the are people who have the money to really the disposable income to invest in fucking over these hedge funds where the percentage gain is significant enough and like me i i have like a 2,000% growth on this month. Right. But I started with $5. Exactly. So I have like 110 now. I don't think a hedge fund cares about $110. No. And that's not... That's... A, 
I mean, that's a cool redistribution of wealth, right? But it's not a that's not like one that's and the, how history did I do that? just by thinking a little bit, doing the due diligence the way people talk about. Now, what I would have really liked for it to happen was like the people who did make money off these GameStop stocks was to take that money and then do some real Robin Hood shit with it and donate it to like fucking hospitals and shit who need Well, right money. now they can't. Well, yeah, of course. But I'm saying before it all blew up, like the people, because people were making millions of dollars. I think what shit. they're, I think the next hedge fund contract, because this is the thing, like once they find out, once they find the contract, which, which are public. Yeah. They just look for the expiration date and they're like, we hoard until the day after. Right. Right, and yeah, that's why it's like don't sell right now, even though that's all you can do is sell at the moment. Yeah, because then the hedge funds bust on their contract and they still need those stocks back. And like I said, take that money, donate that money to the fucking COVID effort so we can get through this shit. That's the real, look, come on, man, that's the Robin Hood shit. But I guess, yeah, that's me living in a Hollywood reality. Okay, so while GameStop is like an actual meme stock, AMC had legitimate reasons to be rising and then was picked up by reddit because amc is going to have movie theaters being open soon and a possible netflix deal in the future which once again we called it (laughs) i didn't even hear about that but yeah no the so there was a legitimate reason to get in on amc i actually have 10 shares of amc and my average is about three dollars yeah because i knew about it before all of the squeeze on the AMC. i'm pretty sure some i've got some amc stock but i i would definitely buy in on that because it's insane to think that movie theaters won't make a boom after COVID happens i'm even seeing malls coming back after people can get back out into normal everyday society like so the idea that they were going to short sell AMC is fucking ridiculous. Oh, that was the other thing. During tre- peak trading hours, uh, specifically if I remember on Wednesday and Thursday, Robinhood kept crashing. <laughs> Their servers couldn't handle the fucking wave, you know. Couldn't handle. handle. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, on Friday evening, after all of trading for the week is done, the CEO of Robinhood, Vlad Tenev, had an interview to which he actually said that they needed to protect the firm. Nope. I, that's like, almost, what the fuck? That's how almost, dumb are you? You literally admitted to stock manipulation. I don't know how, but you have AOC, Ben Shapiro, and Ted Cruz all on the same side. Yeah, the Elon Musk and Mark Cuban. This is the that's the wild thing about this, right? It's so unanimous. You have billionaires agreeing with right. the Robinhood traders. Anytime you can get billionaires to agree that the stock market is fucked is it's just insane, right? Like, and I all I honestly feel like all of this is because of COVID nineteen, right? If we all were not stuck inside right now, <laughs> angry about the mask, angry about not being able to go to fire festivals and shit like that. Who wants to go to fire festivals? I, I, that was the rub, <laughs> sir. But no, it's even got- People might be desperate enough at this point. It's even got the CEO of uh, Citron, Andrew Left, saying that 
they will not publish short sell reports anymore because of this whole thing, which is what Citron did. That's the whole reason they were wrapped up in this is because they wrote a report that it was time to short sell GameStop. And it's deep fucking value found out. He said, after 20 years, we noticed something. While we started Citron to be against the establishment, we actually became the establishment, said Andrew Left. Is that a Redditor? No. Oh. That was the CEO of Citron. Oh. Citron Research will no longer be publishing what could be considered as short-selling reports. The narrative is they are going to pivot or have a change pivot. I'm, I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. Fuck Wall Street. Fuck Wall Street. Fuck the 1%. Fuck the people holding the... They're holding the economy hostage. You know, this is how they hoard their money. This is how they keep us from being able to tax them and shit like that. And then they publish the short sell report, which is essentially their death ticket because these Redditors found it and it's basically, like we said, the French Revolution, and we know the government's listening. Hi, Ted. Uh, it's this, that short selling report turned into a guillotine. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Robin Hood. And you're just waiting Freezing. their line. Yeah. And he goes like, Robespierre, Robespierre to the stage. It was a Streisand effect, you know? It, it, was, it was a, a pure Streisand effect, because then the moment that it, everybody, like, once Elon tweets about it, Look, and then the crazy thing is this was a Streisand effect that just kept snowballing and snowballing, fitting for the day. <laughs> yeah. It got to the point where number one things on Predator were uh, trending on Twitter were like, hold the line and... I mean, even Google is actively doing their part to try and repair some of the damage done by this whole event. By... You said they deleted 100,000 reviews from Robinhood that were made within the past... Like... Yo, yes, yes, yes. Out of... What, 275,000 reviews, Robinhood had a one-star rating on the Google Play Store. Yep. When Verge last looked, when they published the article that I read, the app had around 180,000 reviews, and it was back up to a four-star rating. So, almost exactly 100,000 <laughs> reviews. Wow. And Google acknowledged that Google had already acknowledged that its policy was to explicitly, you know, prohibit reviews that were intended to manipulate an app's rating. And they've so they've had precedent for things like this before. Precedent for things like this before. But it just seems egregious considering what Robin Hood did. And like, how, do, how are you supporting Wall Street with the name like Robin Hood? It's just all of it is damage control, right? Like Google is playing Serve Pro at this point and they're coming in and they're trying to clean up all of the flood damage that has been done. What's the mental image that comes to your head when you think Robin Hood? I mean, obviously. Is it Disney Robin Hood? Oh, well, yeah, or Kevin Costner. Oh. I was also thinking Men in Tights. 
Mm, that one. That like, you say Robin Hood, and I know he's not Robin Hood, but I kind of think of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> Wasn't he, like, Little John or something in that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, this whole thing, they've definitely proven that they do not fit their namesake after this. And... And the funny thing is, is Robin Hood's supposed to go public next year. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. The stock market is going to be in some heavy repair after this. And like I said, I just think it's beautifully fitting because Bernie's message lives on. <laughs> yeah, and this is a perfect example of brand fragility. Seven years to build up consumer confidence to where people are like, yeah, this is going to happen. Download Robin Hood. Get in on it. Yeah. No, and it, then it took one day for them to, to shatter it all. Fuck it all. And I've seen all kinds of different YouTubers and podcasters speaking on saying how they immediately won't, yeah. sell every get out of Robin Hood. And yeah, how they won't host their ads and shit anymore. The company's done. And you know what? They they're not saying to sell out your Robinhood account. They're saying transfer it. Yeah. So you still so there's no gap of time where those short sellers can pick up your stocks. Yep. I'm in a shitty position. I don't have enough to justify transferring. Right. So I kind of just have to. I had Acorn, so <laughs> I'm good. Now, the other thing I thought about, you know I love seeing examples of this or anything close to this, but when I was thinking of a title for this episode, the one that I thought, one of the ones I thought of was Ghost in the Wall. Because I think this is actually an example of a standalone complex. I agree about it being a standalone complex. Eventually, everybody started seeing enough people saying things about it. But they didn't know originally where it came from until they went and traced it. Yeah. But they all started copying something from which they didn't know was an original. Right, they just started copying it because it was a meme. It was one of the things that like you just did it because like it was like planking, right? Like why are we doing planking? Oh I don't know because somebody Like deep planked. fucking value at this point is the equivalent of the laughing man. Mm. Mm. All I wanted to do was become one of those deaf mutes. Hold on, let me look at the the emblem again. I like I said, I think that this whole thing is great because it has allowed the average everyday man to see firsthand what Bernie Sanders was complaining about. This is literally what he was running on, was getting rid of this kind of thing because this is how they put a stranglehold on capital and this is how they keep the system. Wow, this is... I never. This the is, wording on this is actually amazing. Now that we're talking about what a standalone complex actually is in context, I thought what I'd do was I'd pretend to be one of those deaf mutes. I thought what I'd do, I'd pretend I was one of those deaf mutes. Well, but yeah, I think this is actually a good example of a standalone complex. And I think that none of this is normal. Especially Dogecoin. I feel bad for all the people who bought it eight cents. Like yeah. Elon, like Elon tweeting about it just drove this thing nuts. 
And it was like, it, it's eight cents for half a second, and now it's under three. Who knows what it's going to be at when this episode drops. It could be, once again, like, us being terribly wrong, like the GameStop stock. Well, all of this shit is volatile right now. Too volatile to make any solid bets on at the moment, other than AFC. That one, for sure, is definitely coming back. Um, yep. But... Yeah, no, all of those cryptocurrencies and stuff, they're still, I know now is the time to get in on it. It's kind of like a fake bet, like you just put some money in and hope that You Kobe up. And hope that all of it makes sense one day. Lakers win! Unless it's against the Celtics. Like we said, guys. None of this. None of this. Is normal. None of it. Be safe. Doses! Look, it's a flood! It's a flood! It's flooding! Get away! Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground! Open the floodgates!